This is the Laravel News Podcast, your one-stop podcast to find out about Laravel-related news, tutorials, packages, and more. Here are your hosts, Jake Bennett and Michael Dorenda. Hello and good day to you all out there and welcome to another episode of your very favorite podcast, the Laravel News Podcast. Mr. Dorinda, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. We've uh, scheduled this podcast a little bit earlier than we normally would so that we can get it out to everyone. So by the time you are hearing this, Laracon US 2019 is tomorrow. So we are recording this on Saturday night. It's 9pm in my time. I need to be awake at 3.30am to be out of the house by quarter past four to get to the airport for my 30-odd hour journey to New York City. So I'm very much not looking forward to that. 30 hours, my word. But to be fair, I was up at 3.30 this morning and 4.15 and 5.30 and 6.15 because Eli just was not having a bar of it. So maybe I'm slightly prepared for it, but probably not. Yeah, Eli, we got to whip that little one into shape. You know, is Mm. he teething right now? Probably. Teething, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Teething. I, I said to Ray, I'm I'm willing to bet that he takes his first steps in the next week because that's the kind of boy that he is, picking timing that is bad for people to do things <laughs> that you don't want him to do. Yeah, that's hilarious. But he's been wanting to race. He's been wanting to race for months and now he's just so close. Like he's getting so good with a little walker. We used to let him go. We've got tiles everywhere in the house. And so we'd let him go with his walker and it's just too slippery on the tiles. And because he's not quite coordinated enough, the, the little walker just gets further and further away from him. So we're just like, you are going to smash your face on the ground, you poor little guy. <laughs> so he has to stay in his uh, enclosure where he's got his, uh, we've got the rubber rubber floor tiles there. So he takes yeah, like five nice. steps and that. then he's at the other side. So It's funny. Yeah, he'll do. He'll do. Well. This is your like first time away from him, uh, really. I think since he's been born, is, right? Yeah. For this period, for this period of time. Yeah, yeah. For any period of time, really. Yeah. I mean, I've gone away for a day, but you know, left in the morning and back that night. So. Yep, it's tough the first time. You'll 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 be you'll be good though. Yeah, I've got be his good. blanket. Repacked him. Repacked him. Repacked. <laughs> repacked me one of his blankets and and his little teddy bear. So I'm bringing that with me to keep me company. Nice work. Nice work. Um, it's like when you when you get a puppy, they send you with like a blanket that has the scent of like their of the little mom, family. Yeah. On it. yeah, the mom. Yeah, that's what they're doing in reverse for you. I think you'll sleep okay. <laughs> if I hear somebody crying themselves to sleep in the next room, I'll know, I'll just know. I'll know who it is. <laughs> okay, friends. Well, we're gonna jump into it then. So we've got a couple Laravel releases in here. We've got some packages. We've got some tutorials, and we've got all the good stuff for you. So we're gonna jump right into it. First one up on the docket is subscribable notifications. So this is a package that's designed to help you handle email unsubscribes with as little as five minutes of setup. So once you've installed this, your notifications sent over email are now delivered with unsubscribe links in the footer and as a mail header, which email clients can then present to the user for quicker unsubscribing. So if you've ever seen on Gmail or Outlook or something like that, right, you have like this unsubscribe 
link like in the footer of course but i think there's also like this automated way that your your yeah. client your email client can say like when they ask to unsubscribe it will go ahead and do it for you this package implements that and does that does that handling of that for you so it works by implementing this can subscribe interface on the user model along with some optional traits that fulfill the interface on your model so you can write your own custom implementation if you care to but you don't have to uh, so it looks pretty simple pretty nice and really handy so there we go that is a subscribable notifications by peter fox thanks peter laravel homestead version 9 has come back and brings back support for both php 5.6 and php 7 so there was i think version 8 or version 7 dropped support for these these now no longer maintained versions of php they've been brought back joe ferguson did a bit of work to have that available there was a bit of back and forth on Twitter and on Reddit, of course, that, you know, why are we supporting these uh, older versions, these unmaintained versions of PHP? To anyone who's curious about that, we do live in the real world. And as much (laughs) as we like to, you know, be in the green fields and and running the latest and greatest versions of PHP, there are real world applications that have been in the wild for years and years and years that are still running on 5.6 and slowly making their way to 7. So... And um, this is a great way if you want to replicate your production environments or you want to run, obviously, those older versions of PHP without having to worry about getting that up and running on your laptop or your, you know, your local development environment because you're doing, obviously, other development and more, more modern versions of PHP. You don't have to muddy up and worry about swapping versions. So that's all set up there. So this version of Homestead also introduces a new feature syntax to install optional services and tools such as Golang and MariaDB. So... If you want to check out more about this release, including any changes you need to consider when upgrading from a previous Homestead box, check out the show notes. We'll have links to all that in there. But at a high level, we've got support for PHP 5, 6, and 7. Node.js has been upgraded to version 12. Black, Blackfire support has been moved to a feature and must be defined as such within your homestead.yaml config. The Zray support has been removed. Um, site types have been moved. There's, there's, a whole, there's a whole laundry list of stuff which I won't go through everything, obviously. But yeah, definitely check out the show notes and uh, find out more there. Awesome. I love this next one. This is really interesting. So this is a project called Laravel Prequel, and it's by Quinton Justice. And what it is, is it provides a database management GUI for your Laravel app. So think back to the days where PHP MyAdmin was the thing. Did you ever have to use that? Yeah, you remember that, yeah. Yeah, I just removed it from a server recently. <laughs> yeah, so this... That's the concept behind this, right? So Mm -hmm. it's basically a database management tool that lives on the server. So you wouldn't need SQL Pro or MySQL Workman. Well, I mean, you probably still could use those, right? But it's meant to be a modern and lightweight database browser tool ready for the web of the future. So this is a beta project. So it's not ready for production environments yet, but it's looking very, very interesting and very polished, actually. So think phpMyAdmin but upgraded it looks really nice and it's actually got some in addition to allowing you to just edit all the items in in a database record it also has um, some things related to performance like what's your average query speed how many migrations are there and how many have been run right and the ability to run the migrations straight from here how many active threads are there how many open tables do you have what's your uptime and you know all those fun things so it looks really 
Interesting. Now, I myself am not a fan of <laughs> web-based tools, I think, to like manage the database like this. There's, I don't, you know, I don't think there's any like programmatic permissions on this. Uh, it's sort of, I suppose, other than like basic, maybe like um, whatever permissions you've given the user that's logging into mm -hmm. this possibly, like, because I'm guessing maybe you log in with a database user. Yeah, I assume it's it's like uh, PHP Moment in that vein where you've got to, you know, log in so that you can, you right. know, you've got to log in with your database user. So there's no authentication to get to the application, but I would caution against, you know, making it publicly available. So locking it down with some Correct. kind of page right, right. access or, or something like that. There is a there is a caveat on this as well. And that is, you know, because it's a beta, it's, it's certainly not suitable for production environments. So definitely check it out if that's something that you want to have a play around with. Just be mindful of... Uh, making it appear on on your public you know on your public website or anything like that so yeah this looks like a excellent package lots of uh, work put into this one and it's looking really nice so check that out thanks Quentin justice okay um let's see next up on the list we have uh, Laravel model settings let's jump to that one so let's hit all the packages first and then let's go through hit all the tutorials and then we'll talk about Laravel uh, updates yeah. Uh, last so laravel, uh, laravel model, model settings. settings this one looks interesting yeah yeah laravel model settings is a package by Lorand gombos to provide model settings configuration in a database field or a separate database table so the package ships with two traits settings in a field or a separate table that you can configure in a given model one or the other but not both and then basically it'll just handle setting putting all your settings into that so i think we've talked about on the show before about just putting like a json object for settings into like a a profile settings field or something like that on a user record in a table for things that you're not querying against. And you, you know, you don't need to be able to do any MySQL joins or anything. Although, that, you know, that's probably a little bit different now that you've got JSON functionality in MySQL where you may be able to do that kind of stuff. This is basically giving you access to getting all the settings, getting specific settings, adding and updating and removing settings. So if you've ever been in a position where you want your users to control aspects of your application through a web interface definitely something that you could check out um it looks like as i said one one trait or the other whether it's a settings field in a in a user table or a settings table you know a separate settings table to store all the things in and uh off you go so if that's something that you've ever had to implement yourself perhaps checking this out to save yourself a bit of time that's nice that it gives you the option actually to do like an association on a separate table or to do it in the table itself. That's pretty yeah. nice. Like that is like well designed. I suppose it would depend on, you know, if you've got more settings, you'd probably want to split it off into a separate table. Whereas if you've only got, sure. you know, a dozen or two dozen or whatever, then, you know, in the, in the user table will be fine. Yeah. Or if you just don't want to like muddy up your user table. Right. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to talk about this one. This is interesting too. So fast node manager. Uh, so Paul Redmond, everyone's favorite human. If, if you've ever heard of RVM, like Ruby version manager, I feel like I've had to do with, deal with this in the past for some reason. Like, I can't remember what it was exactly. Uh, but this is that same idea. So there's, this, there's something called NVM, which is node version manager. And what node version manager allows you to do is really allows you to swap between different versions of node based on um, which project you're in, right? So you might have one project that requires an older version of node and one project that requires a newer version of node. Well, typically node is installed globally on your machine. So if you've ever run into this problem, NVM is a solution for that. What Paul ran into is that when he was booting up his shell, his ZSH shell, Z shell, it was taking a long time. It was just taking forever, multiple seconds, which, I mean, 
not forever, right? But it was just taking a while to, to start up. Yeah. Uh, so as most of us do on occasion, we follow that or we fall into the rabbit hole, right? And you just kind of go and go and go until you yeah. figure out what it is that's causing yeah. that one second delay. And he found out that it was NVM. Hmm. That was what was causing his delay in his shell. So uh, there's this alternative to NVM called Fast Node Manager, FNM. So it's a fast and simple Node.js version management tool, but it's built in Reason ML, apparently, which apparently, I don't know if it's faster, must be. So it's got a little bit smaller feature set than NVM, but it basically does the main features, which is allowing you to switch between multiple versions of Node on your machine, right? And it, there's no slow startup time. So if you're using NVM, you already know what that is. It's possible that your machine is going to be affected by the slow startup time of your shell as well. And you can check out FNM uh, to solve that. So thanks, Paul, for discovering that and uh, for sharing your findings. Absolutely. Thanks, Paul. Laravel Media is a package by Jack Robertson for attaching files to eloquent models. It's, a, it's an easy solution to attach files to those models with image manipulation built in. The package works by handling file uploads via the package's media upload class. And by default, the class will use the disk specified in the media configuration provided by the package. So to save the file as a sanitized version, it creates a media record in the database. So not entirely dissimilar to something like the Laravel media library from Sparsi, but probably a lighter weight package. You know, it's probably a little bit less configurable than, than something like that. So it depends on where you are on the spectrum of needs. If you just want something that quickly allows you to attach your media to a model in the database, then this may be something you want to look at if you don't need the full functionality of the, the Sparsy package. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Laravel Media looks good. Yeah. Like you said, it sounds uh, sounds similar. Uh, I'm curious what the key differences are. I'm not exactly sure. But yeah, it's nice to have options. Nice to have options. Yeah. I guess the main thing being they're doing it as a many-to-many -many as opposed to a one-to-many and I suppose a global registry of definitions or a, a global registry of manipulations means that you'd only have to define a manipulation in one place and then you could use it in multiple different models perhaps. So Okay, sure. That would be the, the difference between the Sparsi package. So it depends on what your needs are. But, you know, if you're in a position where you're looking for something, check this out, check out Sparsi's and check out uh, Planck's Laravel Mediable, which is another one that they're they've got in the comparison here. So always do your due diligence before pulling in a package to, to your uh, applications. Absolutely. Okay. I think it's this last package we have here, which is repeater fields and flexible content for Nova. So I found this yesterday. Uh, nope. Sorry. Sorry. Didn't find it yesterday. Read the article on it yesterday, shared it with a couple of uh, friends, and I thought this was pretty interesting. So this is a Laravel Nova package. It's offered by a company called White Cube. And what this does is it allows you to have a field in your database that gets populated by multiple fields in Nova. So let me pitch like the situation here. So let's say that you want to empower one of your people to create a new blog post, okay? And in the body field, uh, you want something more than just the regular WYSIWYG that ships with Nova. So I think you get, is it Twig? No, not Twig. What's the name of it? Twix? Tricks? Yeah. Tricks, Tricks, I think. Tricks. <laughs> get, <laughs> I know, get there eventually. Snickers? Milky Way? What is it? <laughs> Twix? Tricks? Okay. Tricks. 
tricks editor uh, is great. It's like a markdown editor and you can do those different sorts of, you know, whatever things markdown allows you to do. But a lot of times you need a little bit more structure than that. So for instance, if you know that like you're going to need to allow your people to do a video embed, you might have a specific way that you do your video embeds always or a full width image on the page. You're always going to want to have image and you want to have the caption, whatever. And you know, there's just some additional structure around it outside of just somebody typing in text. Well, what you can do is you can define different types of fields. Uh, before I jump into what the solution is, there's the other, here's the other situation that you might run into with that is you might not actually know how many uh, of a certain type of thing you need either. So you might say like, okay, I want to start with, I want somebody to be able to put in one job listing, but eventually maybe you want to have like three job listings. So there's like this idea of like repeatable fields as well. So what this allows you to do is it allows you to set up little mini types, if you will. So you can say, okay, I want to add a new section uh, that's called header image. And then I want to add a new section that's called video full width. And then I want to add a, a section called header with a paragraph, whatever, whatever. You can define what these little things look like. And then in this field, essentially in this Nova custom field, you can just say, add, 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 whatever ones you want, and then type in into the fields that you've defined there. I hate that it's this hard to describe, but this is exactly why the very first thing you see on their readme page is a little video because the video does such a better job explaining and showing what this does than I can explain to you using my words. So that's as good as I can do. I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Michael. Um, I've got nothing. Watch watch the video. <laughs> yeah, watch the video. It's it's a really very interesting package, and I'm amazed that like Nova is a tool that allows you to customize it to this to this point. I, I just I love that. I love that with Nova, you have all the hooks and all the ability that you need to be able to create pretty much anything you want as a custom field. So this is a really good example of that. Yeah, uh, pretty cool. So cool. thank you very much to White Cube for building that and check it out if you feel like that's something that could help you out. Hey, speaking of pretty cool, Digital Dam is our sponsor for this week's episode, which allows you to back up your digital servers and keep them safe. This allows you to schedule frequent backups of your DigitalOcean droplets, including separate MySQL backups as fallback. So with the default DigitalOcean backups, they basically take a snapshot of the server and that can lead to inconsistencies, especially if you ever need to restore that in terms of your database. So this will do a separate MySQL backup that can be used as a fallback for snapshots or on a standalone backup schedule. It also gives you the ability to make optional offsite storage. So the files and the MySQL can optionally be put onto a different server through SFTP. You've got flexible schedules in both backup and MySQL backups can be scheduled up to every half an hour, whereas DigitalOcean tends to be a little bit more restrictive. And you've got flexible retention policies, which allows you to keep as many of your weekly, daily and hourly backups as you need. It's secure around. You can schedule unlimited backups and snapshots and MySQL backups across unlimited servers and droplets. You get daily summary emails and real-time Slack notifications. So while DigitalOcean allows you to take snapshots through their user interface or via the API, they have got no interface for recurring scheduling and pruning. You can set up backups for any droplet, but the backups are preset to be done once a week. While that might be good for a small static website, it's not nearly often or flexible enough for an active website, blog, or web app. You can check out Digital Dam for as little as $9 a month. It will give you access to five servers, unlimited snapshots and MySQL backups, snapshots and MySQL backups up to every six hours with a configurable retention schedule and daily summary notifications. So definitely check out Digital Dam 
They're at digitaldam.ca. And thank you for sponsoring the show. Awesome. Okay, so let's loop back to releases for Laravel here. So we've got 5.8.27 and .28. I'll jump on to 2.7 here and start with that one. Okay, so Laravel team released .27 with a where has morph method to work with polymorphic relationships, which is the morph2. So the new where has morph and the corresponding methods make it possible to query polymorphic relationships with something like the following. So it go ahead, goes ahead and gives you this piece of code, uh, which essentially says where has morph commentable, you have your post class, your video class. So both of those are are types that can receive comments. uh, And you can find any of the comments that belong to those, uh, which is pretty handy. Um, So I feel like in the past, I've had to kind of do something a little bit goofy with those. Um, Like I've had to actually look at the column that contains the class name and actually like hard code the name of the class or something in there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To just say like where this column is in and then pass in the list of class names that I wanted to do. So this is nice. So you can just say comment where has morph pass in the, the classes and you can actually uh, then further scope that. It looks like there's a little bit more to that where has morph method than is honestly able to be described. There's, a, there's literally like half of the article is on just this one method. And a lot of, uh, a lot of it is digging into what you can do after you've gotten that first piece out of the way, which is like the commentable, the videos. Those are the two I want. You can actually pass a closure. I think as another argument, which allows you to further filter once you've mapped on, uh, matched on those two, you can further filter down. I think that's what it's actually, that's where a lot of the value is, is coming from with this new uh, where yeah. has morph method. So yeah, if that's something that you're doing, if you're using polymorphic relationships and you're having to query across that table specifically, then yeah, go ahead and check this out. I think it's uh, going to be an interesting read for you and probably quite valuable. Okay, the mixed asset URL is configurable via the mixed asset URL environment variable now. You can also set the Redis manager default driver with a new set driver method. Uh, and there's a full list of changes, of course, at the change log for 5.8.26 and .27 because this one covers both of those. Nice. So there you go. There you go. Alrighty, what do we got? 5.8.28. The Laravel team released version 5.8.28 with a new collect with new collection methods for both merge and replacement, as well as a tappable trait on the test response. Before we talk about the collection methods, the test response class is now tappable, which provides a different way of making assertions on the test response. So previously we would have to assign the the response. So if you were to do a get JSON assert status and then you wanted to do some assertions against against that response, you'd assign it to a variable typically. Now you can just use the tap method on that chain. So you can do this, get JSON, arrow, assert status, arrow, tap, and then pass it a closure, which will accept the test response as a, as a parameter. And then you can make assertions against that response. That's so it just cleans handy. up yeah. the the um, API a little bit in your test, gets rid of those temporary variables that are really just there to assign the response so that you can work with it. So it's a, a nice little cleanup of that common common pattern you'll find in your test. Next, we've got a few new collection methods that were added, including merge recursive, replace, and replace recursive. The merge recursive method influenced the basic array merge recursive behavior on a collection. And the replace and replace recursive methods implement the basic array replace and array replace recursive on collections, respectively. 
So we won't go into any code, but if you have ever found yourself needing to use any of those functions, they're now available on the collection class. And lastly, a new session only method was added to specify and only retrieve certain session keys. So with the session helper, or if you've injected the session, you can just do session arrow only, and then pass an array of keys, and you'll get back from the session only those keys. So a little bit of parity with the, the request there. So that's a nice change in there. There's a few other things in this release, but definitely check out the show notes for the full change log. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Should we talk about Laracon? I think we should. You've got 5829 first. Yep. Yep, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So 5.8.29. So the Laravel team released uh, .29. Uh, has a few new features. Performance improvements to the Morph2 relationships, which we talked about just uh, a few minutes ago, a few bug fixes, and then one notable notable feature that we have in this release is how you pass items to where null or where not null. So in the past, if you ever wanted to say where null on multiple columns, you'd have to repeat yourself. So query where null ID, where null expires at, where null deleted at. And now what you can do is you can just say where null, and then you can pass an array of the keys that you want to say are null. Or same thing with where not null, where the ID is not null or the expires at is not null. You can just say, we're not null, pass an array and pass in those keys instead of having to specify it multiple times in that chain. Honestly, I think that's the biggest notable feature that we have in this one. There's not a whole lot else other than bug fixes. So check out any change log stuff if you'd like to on that one. That's 5.8.29. And moving on to the highlight of the month, probably. Maybe of your year. For me, it's the year. <laughs> Laracon US in New York City coming up this next week or if, when you're listening to this tomorrow. Yeah. So Laracon starts on Wednesday, the 24th and goes to Thursday, the 25th. I think a lot of people are probably going to be coming in a little bit early. However, uh, there's, pro- there's people there already, I know. And they yeah. have said it is really freaking hot. Really freaking can't hot. Can't wait. Absolutely can't wait. You love the heat. You love the heat, don't you? Yep. Especially because I'm in the middle of winter now, and like obviously yeah. we don't get anywhere near as cold as your winters, but this is cold enough. So I'm looking forward to the the sun. I'm looking forward to the shorts, the t-shirts. It's going to be beautiful. It is. It is going to be beautiful. So, uh, like we said again, it's in New York City this year. Uh, it's kind of got like an '80s retro theme. Uh, Jack McDade designed the site. Really, really awesome job. Uh, on that. So I'm really excited to see what it's going to look like when we get there. They always do a great job. Venue is going to be super cool this year. So it's the Sony PlayStation Theater right in Times Square. So we've had other venues which are around Times Square before, but nothing in Times Square. This is in Times Square. I think they actually have like a big screen on the outside of the building Mm. that you can see in Times Square. So I think they actually get to do whatever they want on the board or something as well. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens with that and, uh, and what they do, but it's it's yeah. going to be amazing. We've got some really really good speakers lined up. All of our favorites from the Laravel community, as well as some. Uh, uh, do we have any new speakers this year? I'm trying to think um, if there's anybody that we've never heard from before, either on a Laracon online or or Laracon uh, EU, AU, US. Hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't think we've got any first time speakers. Maybe Kaya Thomas, mm. who's a developer at Slack. Um, and maybe Katarina Trajewska, but I think she spoke at Laracon EU this year. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. So it's it's the speakers you know and love. Yep, absolutely. 
It's going to be great. going to be great. Okay, so what items do we have related to Ooh, Laracon wait, in wait our minute, list Wait here? a minute, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. I don't think Jonathan Rennick has ever presented at Laracon before. Uh, Laracon online two years ago. Oh, that doesn't count. I'm talking a meat space Laracon. All right, well, then true. And, and you know, <laughs> neither is Keith Diamani then, or Damani. Damiani. Did I say that right? Damiani. I can never say his name right. Keith Damiani. Yeah. I don't think he's ever spoke at a Laracon either. So in any case, it's going to be great. The show or the um, the talks are limited to a half hour this year, which I'm excited about as well. I think this is the first time they've done that. In the past, they've typically been, you know, 45 minutes to an hour long. And these are going to be half hour long talks. So rapid fire, but they're going to be, I'm sure, packed full of value. Yep. Actionable. Actionable talks. All right. So what do we have on the list here talking about Laracon? Well, the first one is Laracon giveaway. So we've had the the giveaways in the past. They've at the at the conferences they've had the contest kit, but it's not been like it's kind of been something that's happened and it hasn't really been advertised. But I think they're doing a bit more with it. Yaz Jalad has really stepped up and got this the ball rolling. So he's assembled a, a huge variety of prizes from our wonderful community, including some of the very sought after items like the infamous Laravel socks. We've got some Taylor Otwell bobbleheads as well as the incredible refactoring UI book, Laravel Nova licenses, PHP for Docker courses, and so much more. To be eligible to win, all you need to do is head over to the Tiny Contest landing page and enter your email address, and winners will be selected at random on July 23rd and notified via email. And all the prizes will be listed in the show notes. But there's so definitely if, some great prizes, like totally worth your time to, to put in for it. Absolutely. So definitely check that out. Um, I think with the... So this is the the giveaway contest. There's also going to be some prizes that Taylor announced on Twitter the other day, iPads, AirPods, things like that. I think they're doing those a little bit differently. So I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say, so I won't say, but there will be a little bit different this year. So definitely if you're there, I think the Laracon giveaway is available to anyone. Um, Most of these things are all digital, so they're licenses and things like that. So I think... Those ones, because it's asking for an email, they'll, they'll just be emailed to you. So it may be available to anyone. It doesn't specifically say one way or the other. So definitely check that out. There will be a link in the show notes. We've also got this uh, mobile app for the very first time uh, that has come out. I downloaded it just the other day. It looks pretty great. Uh, so this helps you to keep up with the schedule and you can see the speakers that you want to hear. You can get notifications for them when it's time to go live. A lot of people kind of use the um, the second track, right? So which is basically the hallway track, if you will. Mm-hmm. They just show up and they want to talk to other developers. So uh, sometimes you want to kind of plan your day around. I definitely want to see this speaker. This, this talk, the topic of this one is actually not super relevant to me, like depending on what type of business you're in. So you can kind of schedule your day. You can put stars by the ones that you definitely want to hear and then be notified when they're about to start. So you make sure you don't miss one of your talks that you're that you're hoping to head to. I think it also has, I think it has a map of the venue as well. So that'll be helpful. Sometimes it's like, where the heck is the closest bathroom? And you have no idea. Uh, so this is this is really nice. It doesn't have on here. Oh, there it is. Jonathan Wheat and Venue Desk created this free app. So you can download it from the App Store or from the Google Play Store. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the name of it is. I think it's just Laracon 8 or 7. Laracon 7. I'm sure if you search for Laracon, there's links in the show notes to both the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. So check that out. There you go. Don't forget, we've got the after party on the Thursday night. Tickets may still be available for that. I think they were about $30 or $40 US. 
But other than that, I think we're going to wrap this up because it is almost 10 o'clock and I've got to be up in a few hours for my flight. I'll see you, Jake. We're going to catch up for dinner on Tuesday night. We've got to organize that. And then to everyone else listening, I will see you at the doors at 8 a.m. I think is when they open. So I'll be there handing out lanyards and badges and shirts and swag bags and all that good stuff. So looking forward to seeing everyone. Um, There's going to be 900 of us there this year. So definitely get in. Make sure you stick to your allocated time slots so that uh, we get through everyone in in a timely fashion. So look forward to seeing everybody there. Sounds fun, man. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 87 of the Laravel News Podcast. Show notes for this episode can be found at laravel-news.com slash podcast slash 87. If you like the show, feel free to rate us up. Tell your friends about us. If you have any questions, of course, hit us up on Twitter at Jacob Bennett, at Michael Dorinda, or at Laravel News. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you tomorrow Woo. at Laracon NYC. Yo, and thanks to Digital Dan for sponsoring this episode. Peace.